All right, so uh, we're here, Blue Collar Startup. We're here with Brian Berry, yes. Color Code Painting. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And Glad to be here. yeah, and uh, Derek Foster, hey, joining us on camera. In the yeah, room. finally, I made it. I know. With my seat right up here. Now. That's it. Get comfortable. Uh, and of course, I'm Mike Nelson. Uh, again, thanks for coming. Uh, excited to hear more about your business. How you got started, uh, I figure let's maybe help the viewers, help the listeners uh, learn a bit more about you and your business. So just give us a quick rundown on your business. Is it is it just you? Do you have employees? You know, what, where are you at uh, business-wise? All right, so uh, Color Code Painting, um, we have right now about 14 employees, um, give or take a couple, you know, between cleaning and painting. Yeah. Um, so we do uh, a lot of uh, commercial properties, homes, um, contracts of that sort. And also um, what I usually do with my painting is I'll follow it with cleaners. It just mm -hmm. made sense for me one year. So I just decided to start doing that too. Okay. Yeah. Right. So 14 employees, how long have you been in business? Uh, we've been in business since 2012. 2012? 2012. 10 years? 10 years. Nice. Yep. How's that feel? Ah, uh, man, it feels good. You know, to, um, I know first starting out, um, I knew that there's a business curve. I knew it was a three-year and a five-year curve. Three years is like you're just getting almost to the hill. But five years, usually when in business, once you get past five years, that phone will still um, ring. Well, for me, it just happened pretty fast. Mm -hmm. I, I just got um, I, uh, opportunity, right? I'm always always there to um, for my next business opportunity. I, I made myself always available. So that's how we got to where we're at now. Nice. Um, it's interesting because I, I feel like I, I feel that uh, I made myself always available. So, because I, 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 and I think you probably feel the same way. You never right? turn it off. Yeah. Once you get going. Yeah. I, I know, like, I'm just, especially in the beginning, it's just like, I, it could be 10 o'clock at night. I'm taking your call and I'm just as happy as to hear from you at 10 o'clock at night as I was at 2 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. When you first started. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm like, oh, man. But, right. But yeah, but in the beginning, when you're on the hustle and you're on the grind, it's just like, it's like, oh, my God, someone's calling me. Like, hell yeah. No, don't. Well, I was sleeping, but don't even worry yeah. about it. Or, yeah. or I, I, I was eating dinner, but that's not important. You know, how can I help you? Exactly. So, yeah. You know, you know, uh, you know. Part of that is you just got to be hungry. I mean, um, in starting business or anything that you're trying to do, even education or whatever it is you're trying to do career-wise, you got to want it. You got you got to believe in yourself enough when everybody else is naysaying around you, and you just got to want it that bad that you could grab it, that you could feel it, that you could touch it. And you gotta go for it, you know. So, and that's kind of where I was. It was just a force that just um, pushed me along, and I was always made the right opportunity. I got lucky, I could say, but nah, I didn't get lucky. I I placed myself there. Well, you know, just always being available. I always someone said this to me years ago, and I I think about this. I probably every day I repeat this in my mind. Uh, is that luck is preparation meeting opportunity, and that you you create your own luck. Right, so you 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 prepare and you be ready, and then you create opportunities for yourself. Like that's where you get. That's when people say, "Oh, they're lucky," and they got like, "No, no, no, they were ready and they made that opportunity." So that when it when it the opportunity was there, or they created it, they were prepared. Like absolutely, and um, you know, uh, sometimes as you're growing your business, you don't you don't see it that way in the midst of it because your head's still in the bushes. Um, how many times have you? Um, people congratulate on how well you're doing, but you don't see it yourself 
because you didn't even take that time to acknowledge your progress. You know what I mean? Some um, I've denied myself that opportunity numerous times over the years because I didn't want to get comfortable or complacent with where I'm at. I just thought, hey, man, you're doing good. Take your time. Now I want to do better. I want to, I want more. Um, you know, how much more do you want? I want more. I don't know what that more is, but I, I have my full then. So you don't see that. Sometimes you look at it as luck. It's not, but it's not till you step out of that element and mm -hmm. able to pick your head out of the bushes and see and look back at your back trail at all your accomplishments. And it's like, wow, you know, I really prepared myself to yeah. be right here for these opportunities. So Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like for me, I would always say, you know, the harder it work, the luckier you get. And it yeah. kind of picks you up on those hard days. I don't know if, I'm sure you've been there, Brian, like you have a, a rough day, it's been a long day, and then something good happens at the end of it, you get that phone call for a job you've been waiting on, you land it. And I think a common theme amongst everybody that we've had on so far is hard work has always been in the equation, you know, and yeah. there's no substitute for it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There is none. Yeah. I was, I've been saying recently my big thing is you got to pay for the party. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you pay before the party happens, or sometimes you pay after the party, like, so, like, you go out and party real hard, drink with your friends, well, you're going to pay for the party the next day with a nice hangover. Yeah. Or, you're going to have a bunch of great things that happen in your business, well, you're, you're probably going to pay for those up front with hard work and hustle and, yeah. and all the fun stuff. But later but, on, that, that's, you know, that, that sacrifice hopefully is, you know, well-deserved. Yeah. And yeah. when you're able to sit back and, you know, look at what you've accomplished. So. Absolutely. Do you ever sit back, Brian, and say, oh, well, I accomplished a lot? Yeah. yeah. Recently, yeah. Uh, it's been about... Uh, I've been in business 10 years, so it's been like the last two years um, that I really was like, man, um, it started being um, when people would actually, uh, you know, uh, Albany Business Review have done a few articles on me. Nice. Um, Times Union has done articles on me. I've received um, uh, awards from the, uh, from the Senate. I've received... Uh, uh, something called Renaissance, uh, which is a local uh, non-for-profit, uh, and they honor people that actually work hard and help the community. It was going through those things, and I was like, man, now I start seeing what other people are seeing. But before, I was just trying to make it. And not only just for myself, I'm a big team person too, so it was like, as a business owner, you know, you're, the people that work for you become, you know, not your kids, but your responsibility, you know what I mean? Um, they work for you, but you actually, in turn, you work for them mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know? So uh, it wasn't until I, w I started seeing that stuff happening and, you know, my sister was actually like a great uh, person to have behind me. was always like, hey man, you gotta take a look at this. Like, look what you've done. And that's when I started seeing, um, you know, like, wow, like I'm doing all right, you know what I mean? I could slow down just a little bit, but not a lot. So yeah. I don't want to get complacent. I don't want to be okay with just where I'm at right now. Well, after after that, after running that hard for ten years, it's kind of ingrained in you anyway. So even if you take your foot off the gas pedal, I don't think you're. I don't it's, think you're it's there. Down. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. It's I can't. There. Yeah, I'm not. You get bored. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a three thirty four thirty in the morning guy. When I wake up, I'm just yeah. up and I start doing work. So. I, it's rare that I'll sleep even on a weekend past 7 o'clock in the morning and I'm feeling guilty like I gotta do something so yeah, yeah. you're right it is there yeah. it I is there sleeping late for me right now is 5.30am right. I was laughing about that the other day. I literally I, got, I, I slept in the other day and got up at 5.30 <laughs> I was just like I'm like 
Oh, I felt great, man. <laughs> right, you got that six hours of sleep rather than the uh, usual five. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Going around the farm, you got other things you got to oh, attend to. Oh man, pigs right. and chickens, and yeah. Um, so, so let's back up and you know give us the the rundown. I mean, obviously you didn't just wake up one day and have a business with fourteen people. Uh, how'd you get started? Slow process. So, uh, a buddy of mine actually um owns College City Painting. His name's Eddie McAvoy. Um, good friend of mine. We've all Worked uh, background together doing asbestos work where he would run the jobs and I'd be like the inside foreman. A lot of the things that he did, um, you know, you got to have somebody to mirror. You got to have somebody that you could look up to or that you want to. You, everybody needs that somebody that you look up to. Just model that and go for it. So uh, he's uh, uh, the owner of the company at the time um, doing asbestos is like demo work. Um, well, they, they, they took everything down that are going to start building it up. So the guy kind of turned into a GC and was like, somebody got to paint this Eddie, open up a paint company. So Eddie opened up a paint company, but that side work that Eddie was doing, plus the stuff that he was getting from this, um, guy that started him out, wound up, you know, taking over everything. So he could no longer work for him, started doing the, the painting and he took me right with him. Um, I started running his crews. I had no, I had little or no paint experience. I mean, um, some of the painters, uh, these guys, you know, they had patience with me. One thing I knew how to do was manage systems. I'm good with um, systems as far as time. How how long does it take to get this done? What can we do to reduce this time? And I I assess people pretty, you know. Pretty good. I don't think I was taught to do that. It's just more natural. I assess people where they're great at and put them towards their strengths, and um, and it was working for um, for Eddie that I realized like, man, this is easy. And I sat back and I looked at my family, and um, at the time, man, um, you know, I just came home from prison. I just came home from prison. Let's just say that you know I was uh, sitting in jail for for a double homicide. Um, these two people I didn't even know. Um, Eventually, it uh the truth came out. I guess you know, and um, uh, DNA evidence came and uh, exonerated me. Um, got home and was just looking around at my living conditions with two of my children. I was a single father, and I was getting public assistance to help pay the bills, and I knew I wanted more. I knew I this wasn't gonna make it for me at fifteen bucks an hour. So. I sat down with my children and was like, look, um, I need to open up my own business. I want to buy a house. I need more for us. And, um, you know, they were like, okay, dad, you know, cause I, you know, I had to explain that to him because there was going to be sacrifices. It wasn't going to be the, the regular check coming in. It was going to be times where, you know, you guys eat, I'm good. And then we had those times, but you know, we worked it out together and, um, little by little, I, I just pushed side work, side work, side work. This is after hours. Sure. And, um, you know, as we had spoke about earlier, you know, um, I don't know if it was you or somebody else I spoke to earlier, but I did that until my side work got in the, got in the way of my regular work. Once that happened, I had to make a choice, either decrease the side work or go ahead and make that my day job. And, um, and I made that jump from there. And... So obviously with Eddie, you said, right? Yeah. You sat him down, told him what your plans were? Absolutely. 
tell me about that because I think that's an important because I think a lot of people there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things right and I think that a lot of people are going to come in that situation where they're going to have to you know make a decision do I do I talk to my current employer and have that conversation with them about what I'd like to do especially because you're kind of becoming a competitor is it right absolutely or do I just do it and give this guy the middle finger and then you know and because and, I, I really see that attitude a lot as well where it's like oh I got to make my money I got to do what I got to do and it's like well yeah but you know there's a couple ways so tell me about that conversation with that well um you know obviously he he Weighed on me a lot. He, he needed me around to take care of a lot of the things, footwork that he couldn't do, um, which has always been our relationship. Um, but I'd left from him. Um, I didn't even start my business directly under him. I was two companies beyond him already by the time I started my business. Um, oh, okay. but, but, but what I did with him, though, because I wanted to learn all aspects of painting, um, not just he was doing a lot of, um, you know, exterior work, beautiful exterior work and stuff like that. But I wanted to learn the commercial side of things. I wanted to learn interior stuff, high-end stuff. So um, he pointed me in the right direction. I got with another company, uh, uh, and this company was run by Scott O'Connell called The Finishers. Uh, they did taping and painting and framing and, and um, other things like that. Well, I learned, I went from using a 9-inch roller to using an 18-inch roller on commercial space and you know the first time I did that you know I put the roller to the wall <laughs> I didn't know how to use it you know it was brand new I had to learn this thing all over again and I'm gonna get back to your question um, but I, I learned what I could could from Scott and then went to a high-end company and worked with um, Jeff Snyder with Snyder Snyder painting and these guys do a lot of high-end um, high-end residential um, properties and stuff like that that's where I learned to slow my slow my painting down, take my time because every every step that I I went and every company I went to to uh to learn something different, I I thought I knew every I thought I learned everything, then, and I went to the next company like you know I I got this don't worry but I you know I always learned something different so you can never not stop learning you always got to learn when you stop learning you're dead. You know what I mean? Um, and as a businessman, you know what I mean? Once you feel like you know it all, you're not going to do too well. You, there's always something new that you can learn. So I, I, I learned all the proper steps going that way. And um, with each of them, people that I worked for, they knew what my inspiration was. They knew I wanted to have my own company. So they would set me down, talk to me about pricing, talk to me about, you know, uh, they would show me different things on a job like quality or what they're looking for. They'd let me live in their mind for a little while. Um, that That's important. Now, it's it, it could bite you in the butt because you can go and tell your boss, hey, I want to start my own company. And right away, he's going to look at you like competition. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need you around here no more. Get out of here. Because before you take some of his guys and some of his business yeah. with him, which yeah. usually what happens um, Scott with the finishers told me, he was like, um, he told me, you, um, you always train your competition. Mm -hmm. Everybody here that's done work, you're, you're doing your own thing. Well, you had to work for somebody unless you went to school and just went out and started your own business or whatever, but you had to work for somebody. You had to learn something, um, as 
in, in what you're doing at the moment. So I had to learn from somebody. Um, and I just was humble enough to do that. And I was fortunate that um, they weren't the type of owners or bosses that, you know, felt some sort of bad way about that, where they wanted to get rid of me. They, I think they saw that I was hungry enough um, and that I'd actually succeed. And um, we've actually um, been able to turn around each of them and do work together one way or another. So um, I think the benefit of honestly being, being honest about what you want when you're getting hired um, or at some point in the middle of you working and you have this epiphany that this is what you want to do, Talk to the people that you want to learn from. You know, this is what you want to do. Well, you got to learn from somebody. These people already put in years of work. They've had they they've had plenty of mistakes. You got to make your own, but they've had plenty of mistakes that you could avoid just by listening if they're willing to talk to you. So I mean, that's the route I went. Nice. I uh, and I gotta ask, man, because I don't know how I cannot ask, but. So you got put in prison and that for something you didn't do? Absolutely. How long did you sit there, man? Seven years. Holy sh**. Seven years. Uh, seven years, man. That is crazy. Seven years. When you said that, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm like I don't know if that's even relevant to the podcast, but still, it, man. It is, it is and it isn't. It is, it is in a way that because there's people like me with yeah. my background that want to find a way. And um, because of their criminal background... They're not gonna have that um, avenue of employment because they might be frowned upon. Could you imagine me putting, you know, incarceration for what, and then putting that down on the application? You think they want me in their house? You want yeah, to right. send me to somebody's house or something like that? You know what I mean? Just because it's not true, it didn't happen. Right, right. It, Arrest-wise, it did. But still, yeah. You know what I mean? Criminal history. I've lost contracts because of not knowing that I had to disclose. Within five years of finishing my supervised release, I thought it was five years from sentencing, I've lost jobs where they were like, you didn't notify us that you had a uh, felon for murder and da-da-da-da. This is the big write-up that they would send to to all these construction administrators within that company because I didn't disclose that I had this thing in my background. So I've lost work because of that, you know what I mean? So it's not always easy. There's plenty of people that actually come home um, and they want to do right, but they don't have an avenue to do right. They want to make money. They want to provide for their family, but they don't have the avenue. I mean, McDonald's ain't the way, man. $13 an hour. What can you do? If you have one child, let alone two kids, to take care of even your own self at $13 an hour, what's that? 300 bucks a week if you worked a 40-hour week? What can you do with that? So there's plenty of people when you're talking about blue collar work and when you're talking about startups and stuff, yeah. there's plenty of people that actually um, have that wall and you hear it over and over again, man. Like my felonies, my this, my that. I can't get a job because of this or they, they pass me up on promotion because of this. Where it, it, it works against them. Yeah. You know, um, I just actually, I uh, sidestep that. In construction, obviously, we're more liberal. We there there are people with some bad pretty bad backgrounds. There's people with good bads. You gotta you might have a guy that has a a master's in I don't know sending spaceships to the uh, yeah to the moon, but he's working on he's running a job. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you get all avenues of people on these jobs, and we don't look at that um in that way in construction. I think it's a little bit more easier for um felons and stuff to get in and, and find a way. So can I can I ask like mentally how you deal with 
being in prison for seven years for something you know you didn't do, like... You, you, you damn sure don't tell everybody you didn't do it. Because <laughs> everybody's going to say, yeah, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, we everybody heard that. says that, right? Yeah, right. everybody's innocent here. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's spiritual. It's a spiritual journey. Uh, in my For myself, too, it was a growing curve. I just... Knew, I knew that I didn't have anything to do with this. I didn't know these people. Um, and I knew that there were people out there that were trying to get out and using my name um, to get out, you know. I, and I just didn't get pulled off the street like, hey, we're taking you and we're going to put murder. And I was doing things that was messed up. You know, I was doing armed robberies, but not on businesses. I was doing them on drug dealers, you know what I mean? So... We do a ten thousand or fifty thousand dollar hit, you know, and that and sit back for a month and then go do it again, things like that. But I didn't know that you could be prosecuted for it, you know. I thought that that was a safe way to make money without going to jail. Uh, and then it wasn't. Um, big lesson learned. But so, what do you take out of that? Like, as you, as I mean, so I mean, let me get there. It's just. In my mind, what did I have to go through to be able to make it through that is I knew that I wasn't there for that. It had to be something else. And that's when the spiritual journey began is I just had to walk every day. And I, you know, I did a lot of self-improvement. I did a lot of uh, read a lot of literature on um, Eastern philosophy um, and just stayed out of the way. Um, definitely did a lot of working on my case. My attorney was off, offered me a job as a paralegal. I was down in, um, they had me in a county jail for like two years and I was sending people home, writing writs and habeas corpuses and stuff. I'm sending them home. And the, the DA at that county was like, wherever you got down there in the law library, get them out of there. Because I was getting people out. You know, I just was like, this was my mind. You know, you could do anything that you Good put your you, mind man. to. Yeah. Well, I became a lawyer then, you know, and my lawyer's like, listen, um, I'll give you a job when you come home. You just got a natural tack, um, knack for this stuff. And um, I, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that because I don't like to be in the same place every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was definitely uh, in, growing inside um, and knowing that I wouldn't be in there forever. My mom used to come visit me crying like, what's going on? And I'm like, ma, I don't know. I just can tell you that I don't know when I'm coming home. But I know I'm not going to be here forever. I know I'm not going to be here forever. But I, on a spiritually, I had to accept what I was going through. And then I had to tell myself, well, maybe there was people here that I needed to meet and talk to and drop some stuff off to. And, and maybe there's some people here that I needed to get some stuff from. And I think I got all of that. Nice. Well, I appreciate sharing that yeah, with us, man. I, like, I know it's a little personal, but I, I also know that, like, in all adversity and challenges, there's always lessons and things that can come out of that. And, you yeah. Know, again, I, that's that's crazy. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but at the same time. Like, I'm not. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if I could go do it over again, no, I'm not going to sign up and say, hey, put me through that situation again. <laughs> yeah. You know, but on, on, the, on the back end of that, you know what I mean, when we're talking about character and everything else, well, before my arrest, I was working. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working. I was just, I was working, doing asbestos work. Doing all right? What are we getting? Like twenty six, twenty nine dollars an hour. I was doing all right. I was thinking about finding a job where I could get a four hundred one k in retirement, and um, they they just took me, took me. That was it. But 
it, what it did was it added another edge to me. It actually, you know, having all that time away, um, it's something that we don't get out here in society, right? Mm -hmm. We don't get that time to sit, think, plot, plan, rethink our lives, think about your mistakes, recreate that. Well, let me try this different. Let me speak to this guy this way and do this 60 times and maybe I can develop that and change what, what I'm doing in addressing people. So, you don't, you know, people don't get that. You talk about going to college and student loans and all of this stuff. Well, I learned inside for free in a sense. I mean, I had to pay with my time. I paid with the time away from my kids. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but I made the best of it. Mm -hmm. I made the best. Talking about taking a bad situation and making it good. That's what I did. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of resilience. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just keep moving. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, that, and that relates to business. That relates to figuring stuff out. You know, you're, you're on a job. You got a problem that you can't figure it out. Well, this is the problem. How do I fix it? You know, rather than just looking at the problem as a big hill and focusing on the hill. Well, how do I get over this hill? How do I get around it, over it, under it? What am I going to do? So, and I think that's what that brings to the table for me. So, uh, speaking of that, what, what do you think... You know, for in ten years in business, what do you think the the biggest challenge you ever came across was? Employees. Yeah. Employees. Um, the biggest. Uh, no, nah, I'd say myself. Okay. Myself. Um. You gotta push. You gotta always keep going. Um, I could be my my biggest asset or my biggest liability. Um, and I think. Finding the things that um I can contribute with, uh, work. But when I don't do that, everything goes bad. You know what I mean? When I let my foot off the gas just a little bit, it'll go bad. But uh, back to the employee part. I mean, you're dealing with other people. You're relying on other people to carry on your name, your product, do the work your way. That's not easy. You know, that's not easy because not everybody cares about what they do like you do. And um, I think what separated me when I was working for somebody else's, the work that I touched, I treated it as my own. I just saw myself owning a paint company one day. So whenever my boss would send me off to do a paint job, I treated it as my own mini job. He didn't have to call me about nothing. I didn't call him for anything. I just got it done and on to the next one. So. But um, not everybody thinks like that. You know, you got people that actually, you got people that want to work to do good work, and then you got people that just want to work and make money. But I want the person that wants to do good work. Well, it's good for anybody that's out there that's that's in a position, you know, in a blue collar industry already. I mean, it's the best education going. You get to make mistakes and fail on somebody else's dime. On somebody else's <laughs> yeah, dime. That's someone else's it's, reputation. It's, good, it's yeah. a good deal, but a lot of people don't take advantage of that and, and actually learn how to do it and care for it. Yeah. Um, so. And I actually, I tell my guys that, like, I'm like, you know, you guys are, you want to do your side work, you want to do this, you want to do that, but this is your bread and butter. This is your everyday, you know, this check is coming in, this is your 40 hours a week, this is guaranteed money right here. You want to own your own business and stuff, I said, this is the best place to learn right here. Make your mistakes here, you know, but own it while you're doing it, own it while you're doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. What about the uh, biggest mistake you ever made? That could go a lot of different ways, man. <laughs> in business, in business. Uh, uh, the biggest mistake I ever made in business, um, I think allowing somebody else to dictate my work. 
So partnering up with a firm and relying only on that one firm, well, slowly but surely you start realizing that you need to you need to have other sources of income coming in from other people because mm -hmm. if you're just relying off of the the one builder the one whoever to give you work well they're telling you what you what you're gonna do now they're telling you how much you're gonna pay you um so I when I started out you know I did a whole lot of relying on but eventually I started finding other avenues to uh, make money and um, free myself from that mm -hmm. yeah yeah I know we had a uh, God must have been five years ago, six years ago, we had 90% of our revenue was in three clients. And we lost two of them. <laughs> you know, hurts, like, oh man, I remember like getting the phone call from number two and, and, and they were nice and stuff and we were a small firm and, and their needs were growing and they needed a bigger firm. So it wasn't like we were doing a bad job. It was just, they're, they, they were outgrowing our ability to handle them. And, uh, and they called me and was like, yeah, you know, we're going to go with this firm. They just have a bigger creative department. That's what we need right now. And I was like, and I, I was like, oh, okay, I understand. I'm trying to keep my shit together. And I hung up the phone. And I like sat down. I was like, oh, man, yeah, I'm yeah. so screwed. And then, you know, I think it was a good 90 days. I was eating cat food and crackers while mm. I was trying to sell like crazy to get, you know, because I got employees. Didn't want to have to let anybody go or let anybody off. And yeah. All the eggs in one basket, as they say, I guess. You can't do that. Can't you do know, it. You can't do that. And then another thing, when you're talking about employees, well, keep keep in mind what your cash flow is. Well, if reality, if you're watching your books and you know how much you're spending every week and you see that your income is less than what you need to, 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 to get through the month, then you got to, you know, as much as you want to be true to your employees, Either it's either you're gonna. It, the only way you could do that is if you're taking it out of your own money. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about business is you didn't get into business to lose, you know, to to lose money or to give up anything on your end. You did it to gain. So you also have to, uh, you know, have a cool balance on that too. Because for some time, I was working uh one project, man, about four years ago, and I had probably twenty something, twenty two guys, twenty three guys going. And when it would slow down, I wanted to keep them working. Mm -hmm. But that came out of my money, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I uh, stopped doing that because slowly my savings was going away too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Cool. This episode of Blue Collar Startup is brought to you by Daigle Cleaning Systems and DCS Franchising. Launch your Blue Collar Startup with a proven system like Daigle Cleaning Systems. This episode is also brought to you by Spa City Digital. Take your blue-collar business to the next level with Spa City Digital, making marketing easier. Special thanks to our guest today, Brian Berry from Color Code Painting. And now, back to the interview. Get on next. You got any like routines, Brian, that you do every day? Anything out of the ordinary? Um, stay, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, what I do uh, pretty much every day. Um, Usually the night before, I'm, I write something. I write a list down of things I need to accomplish that day. I got I keep it in my um in my truck. It's my to do list. It's like a little little four by four notebook, and I write stuff in there that need to get done. Um, next page, I'll take it and you know, for instance, for tomorrow when I go to bed tonight, I'll sit down and write everything that I wanted to get accomplished for tomorrow, and that'll be on my tomorrow's um task. So uh, first thing usually after getting up, you know, having my little quiet time is uh computer work. I go down to go down to the um to the office, do my stuff, and then about 
sometimes I'll try to meet the guys at work. I'll be there about 6.30, try to meet them in the work, see who's straggling and stuff by 7. Um, but other times I like to, uh, you know, have a casual morning, stay on a computer till about 9, 10. Then I'm making my phone calls and then I'll start my rounds, checking the jobs and stuff like that. Um, try to make it back home by 3 o'clock because I don't like traffic. I'm very impatient and stuff. And uh, anybody that stays up this way with the Northway traffic, man, I'll give it to you. Because <laughs> I would literally, when we stayed, I stayed up here in um, Clifton Park for some time. And it was, I would either leave early mm -hmm. or just stay late and miss the traffic. But uh, but that's usually my normal routine. It's just uh, day to day is that. And then um, usually by the time I get home, my phone's going off. Shutting it down. I mean, you, you're taking phone calls all day. Remember mm -hmm. before we were saying, um, you know, always there, always there for that phone. Well, I don't want to talk about work after 6.30. So my phone actually just shuts off on its own. It just shuts off. It shuts nice. everything off. You and show me where that button is on my phone. There's actually it's a do not disturb button. You yeah. Get to, you know, yeah. once you hit that do not disturb. Yeah. It'll, 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 you put your time settings in. Yeah. So I won't get another chime or ring That's until awesome. 6.30 in the morning from my phone. That's you know? nice. Yeah. I should really consider doing that. You, you got to shut off. I just you got to shut off. Mine's at 9 o'clock, so I'm going to just take it a little bit early. Yeah, you might want to bet. You got to, you got to, so you have to have time. You got a family. Even for your own self, you need to have that shutdown time, yeah, yeah. man. Because you can get so burnt out from always running, always being on the go. And you don't even realize that you're burnt out, but you just start doing things differently. And people yeah. will be like, hey, what's wrong? And you don't even know that it's, yeah. you, you know, yeah. at one point I was just always on all cylinders. And it wasn't until a cousin passed away that I realized that I was like, I got to go to the funeral. But it's going to be down in Georgia. I'm in New York. But I'm going to have to be going for a week. There's a funeral. What about my business? This is my baby. I got to leave it with these guys. I've never done that before. And it wasn't until that tragedy that I realized, like, okay, it's still running when I got back. Mm -hmm. They were able to manage it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's when I started um, actually giving myself time after that and taking sometimes shutting off for a day. I mean, we you do a lot of hard cerebral work as a business owner. You're trying to push for the next thing. You're thinking about your employees thinking about your income, payroll, um, your own personal stuff, well, you got to shut down too. If you don't do that, man, you're just going to eat yourself up. Yeah. It's going to affect you some way. I know. I always can, I always can tell because I start losing excitement about stuff. Yeah. Where I like normal stuff I normally get excited about, like whether it's a shoot or this or that, and then I'm just like, I start, when I'm starting to get burnt out a little bit, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and when I hear myself think that way, I'm like, all right, you got to, you got to do something right now because being burnt out and not wanting to do your job as a business owner, like, and like you said, like you have 14 families that are relying on you being in business and you being excited about what right. you're doing, right? Yeah. So like, but yeah. It, you know, it also goes to show too when, you know, when you empower the people that are, that you have, you're trusting to, to do the work for you, you know, you really find out who's there, who, and who's going to be. Who's going to step up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And somebody does. That same experience. Yeah. Right? And somebody does. Yeah. I mean, there's usually somebody that's on your team. But they'll try if they don't know how. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the one you want to stick with. Um, you do, so what I do now um, is quarterly. I'll take a week off. Quarterly. I'll shut down. Um, once a year, I also do a business review. Um, and I ask myself questions. 
I wish I would have brought it with me, but um, how did you do this year? How do you feel you did this year? Did you reach your goals? Well, well, because I set goals the prior year in this, you know, little self-development thing, self-planning. Well, because I set goals, well, I have something that I can go back to and look at. Even sometimes in the middle of the year, I pull it out like, man, let me get back on track. We're, you know, because there is things that I actually sit down at the beginning of the year and think out. And I, I plot out where I want to be. What do I want to accomplish? Where is my business at? Um, what are the people in my business that are standing out? What are the ones I need to let go of? Um, what are the business, the people that I have partnerships with? What contractors do I want to keep? What contracts do I want to let go of? So I'm thinking about all that stuff. And those four times a year, that's a whole week I'm shut down. Usually I'm thinking about that and or, or just having just R and R, not thinking about anything at all. But I, I definitely will look at that paper I'm in the course of a year, probably sometimes monthly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've even looked at it weekly or daily just to give myself that pick-me-up. Like, this is where you got to be. Coming off of those uh, little quarterly vacations, I feel fresh. I'm ready to tackle. And I know I have another one coming up. So I just try to go all out until then. Did you develop that? How long did it take you to, to realize that and develop that? Because that's a great tactic. And I might even steal that from you. <laughs> well, but which it, one? I mean, just the jet in general taking a, a, a week quarterly and then at the end of the year doing a review. So my sister, who I've mentioned a few times already, she's a big wig. She's um, an underwriter for surety bonds in construction. Okay. So she deals with a lot of the owners we work with. Yeah. Um, she knows them all. Um, and, you know, she has a master's. She's... She knows what these guys are doing for themselves, and she shares that with me. You know, hey, why don't you do this? Or, hey, you got to give yourself a break. She's the one that actually encouraged me. We're going to go up here to Saratoga Hotel and get a room for a, uh, for a night. And uh, actually, we did the whole weekend, actually, the first time. And it was just that, planning, planning my business, having conversations about, you know, my past accomplishments, things that I wanted, like she's the one that actually brought that to fruition. Did now did she take part take part in that week with you and help you plan for the following year? Um, she'll do the she'll do the two three day spurts, but she's the one that actually encouraged me to take more vacations, just so I don't get burnt out. Because she, you're right, you lose interest. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I don't want to go down to the job. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got this job running. I don't want to run materials down there. You do it. Well, now you got somebody that don't really know what you put into it running your product for you. Well, you tell me how that's going to turn out. Yeah. You know, so uh, she actually encouraged me to do that and still does to this day. Yeah. That's that's, I definitely, I think that time to refresh and get excited. I, and, and it's actually one of my indicators right now of I need to train somebody up in this role and take it off my plate is, is that emotion as well. And I've noticed that in a couple different things where I start seeing myself doing a crappy job on something, and I don't want crappy job. I want amazing, brilliant work coming out of this company. And, and if I'm starting to become a problem, and I'm like, all right, well, if, if that was an employee and, and they were having that attitude about that, what would I do, right? And I'm right. like, well, I'd either coach them up or get them out. Like, well, you know, it's the only, you know I can either help them fix the problem or, or they got to leave. And so now I'm just like, all right, I basically got to fire myself in that role. <laughs> you know, because I'm just, I'm, I've just been doing it so much for 10 years and I'm just not excited about it anymore. Right. So I got to like, 
I got to do something. So yeah, review is everything. Review is important, man. You gotta, you know, the past is important. So you gotta know um, where you were, what you wanted, and see if you've actually been able to touch that. And I think that's what the important part of that yearly review is. Yeah. It's just doing that. As far as the um, you know, the quarterly getaways, that's more like me resting. Mm-hmm. But in that time, I'm I'm also um, just reinforcing the things that I spoke about beginning of the year to see if I could do anything to get it back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it helps. It helps a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I skipped it one year, and, and I saw the difference. I really did. I saw the, literally saw the difference. Like how, I just, how far in before you started implementing that? Um, year six. Okay. So we're at we're at ten now, right? Year it was year six or five, and um I think it was year seven. I didn't do it, and then I just found myself floating. I just wake up in the morning and what am I gonna do today? <laughs> you know, I floated. I just had no, no goal, no nothing, and it and it and it showed. Yeah, and it showed. I actually so I do um, I'd say I I'm not religious about it but most times I do my yearly plan and I do a quarterly check-in I like the idea of taking a week off uh, and doing it right like that sounds amazing Um, and I one thing I know is I can always tell when I'm getting close to the end of the quarter because of what you just said is that floating like I feel a little lost and and that's always like I need to get re re in touch with my plan and and look at my numbers and see where we are and because if I'm behind I need to you know reinvigorate myself to get on track and but yeah it's that quarterly check-in with where you're at and how you're doing it's it's definitely important man and i mean do it early do it when your business is just you Mm -hmm. do it then that way when you grow it just becomes an arm of you another extension of what you do a habit yeah um it's easy to uh you know even with me, my sister again, my ace in the hole. Uh, doing, I was a house painter, man. She's this big wig exec, and it's, hey, you gotta do this, sir. Why don't you set it up like this? And I'm like, get out of here, man. I'm just painting houses, cash. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need this. And um, I needed. She needed something from me. Uh, one time where I needed a loan for a car, I went to the bank, and they're like. You got all cash, yeah. buddy. Got like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, and I was like, I can't get a car loan. And they're like, No, you can pay for it with your own money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had nothing, so she actually got me where I needed to be. Uh, uh, I don't know, corporate wise, she got me set up where I needed to be, so that way it's it's manageable. You know, it didn't just. I'm not just by happenstance. Oops, I got this now. You know, I'm actually set up now where I don't even realize the taxes are coming out, payroll taxes or state taxes or this fund or that fund. I don't even know what's coming out anymore because it's just a routine. Um, and that's important. It's playing yourself big so that you can grow into it. Playing yeah. yourself big. I love it. What, uh, what do you think the secret to your success is? Again, is uh, just always being there uh, when the opportunity presents itself. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. What, uh, what are your thoughts on, and you kind of touched on this, but what are your thoughts on work ethic? Work ethic is not a lot of these days. Again, um, we actually spoke about, guys, the difference between a person that shows up to make money and a person that shows up to do hard, to do good work. 
um, there's definitely a difference. Well, I want that guy that wants to do hard work, even if he doesn't know what he's doing just yet. I know I can, with his, with his work ethic, showing up 15 minutes before the start of the day, um, taking responsibility when something didn't go the way it's supposed to go, letting me know, not, not you know, letting it be surprised, a surprise to me. Um, ownership, taking ownership, uh, definitely a, a big thing. Um, time, you know, in our business, everything is timed. In construction, everything is timed. You bid everything off of how long is it going to take me to get this done. Well, that time isn't real if you're not always timing your crew to be able to give out real-time numbers. So uh, a person that actually pays attention to that, I love them. Mm -hmm. I love them for people that actually go in and treat it like their own, like this is your own personal job for you. You know what I mean? Um, those are people that I actually hold on to, too. So I think uh, a little bit of combination of all of that, for me, is a good work ethic, you know? Okay. I mean, shoot, uh, just... I'm going to be the best street sweeper. I think Martin Luther King said that in his speech. He said, if you're going to street, uh, sweep streets, be the best street, street sweeper you could be. Sweep them streets like they're gold, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just do that. So, I uh, I just read a book. Oh, God. What's name? Do you know what you guys think David Goggins is? I've heard the name. No. I've heard the name. David Goggins, he's this crazy like ultra athlete navy seal dude but and yes. and he you know he grew, he grew up hard man came from a rough background um you know and uh got in the navy became a seal just faced a lot of adversity anyway and uh but and one of the things he talked about was just like anytime he was going to do something he was, i'm just going to be the best dude i can at that thing no matter at any cost and it's just you know same absolutely. thing like absolutely just if it's if you're like you said, if you're gonna be the best, the street sweeper might as well be the best. Be the man. best. Be, be the, the best. best. Any advice for any uh, young folks out there considering, you know, entering the trades? What would you What would you say to them? Young people, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's a great idea. Um, look, it. People are always looking for somebody that they could pay less money to, right? Um, so if I'm young, coming out of high school, even in high school, and I'm looking for work, uh and I've done it, is I learned on this guy's dime. Um, go get that job. Take his, If they want to pay you a little bit, to, to if you want to be a carpenter and the carpenter wants to only give you $13 an hour to be a carpenter for him, well, do it for a year. Do it for two. But everything that you're learning on top of that is way more than that $13. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, go that route, I think. Um, Trade school is uh, another thing that's important. I know you had a guest on here not too long ago, and she was uh, with BOCES. Mm -hmm. um, that's important. You know that 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 actually is a good tool. It's a tool actually now. I think that there are uh, that society, U.S. society in the whole, is starting to see that um, colleges isn't always the way to go for everybody. There's actually people that never want to go to college, period, but they want to. You know, they, I mean, think about it. You're working for a big company, construction company. Well, the chances are the owners of that company never went to, never went to college, but the engineers, the 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 estimators, the 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 um, project managers, they all went to college. Mm -hmm. The king doesn't always have to know everything. He doesn't always have, but just have the people in your circle that know what they're doing. So you know, college isn't always for everybody. I agree. Well, that's that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I. That's it, man. I, we really appreciate you coming in yeah, and coming on and 
Thank sharing you, your stuff with yeah. us and uh, you know I, again I thought that was great a lot of great information man so man, no problem man. appreciate it and if people want to get in touch time. with you where can they find you oh yeah color code painting gmail.com that's it I don't, don't what, do website no website yet you know, I got I got websites. I don't even look at them anymore. <laughs> I don't. Color code painting gmail dot com. All right, that's it. Send you a note. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. All right. All right. Thanks, man.